What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Love That For You podcast. You've got your hosts, Pat and Jules, here. Hello. I'm trying to adjust this. Is this as high as it goes? I think so. Really? I do think so. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We are like, I want to say live. Obviously, it's not live, but we're like more real time this episode. We are back on like our normal routine. Um, you know, Julia was traveling. We had some things going on. We did the girls episode last week. Yeah. Um, but now it's just us. Yeah. Now it's just us and back to reg- regularly scheduled programming. Yeah. Which... um. I feel like there are probably some new listeners. You think? I hope there are some new listeners. So with the new listeners, welcome. Um, I've been getting a lot of DMs, or we've been getting a lot of like DMs across different things. And yeah. a lot of people are like, yeah, I listened to the podcast, then found Jules. And then yeah. like, I'm like, how people are people are coming? Us through the podcast. And I need to know if that is the case, please send us a DM and let us know how. Yes. I was on a actually a call for like business like together stuff and I was you know getting to know this person chit-chatting and they were like yeah well I listened to your podcast and then I found Jules and then I saw her share about together yeah I was like how did you come like the the podcast for us is it might actually be our favorite thing we do but it is like our like um, side thing yeah Exactly. And so when people are like, oh, yeah, that's where I found you first, we're always like, hmm, yeah, tell us more. Yeah. But um, last week was Girl Talk. Last week was Girl Talk. And that was good. I think everybody really liked that. I think we covered like so many different things. And I think moving forward for us, it's good for us to do, to to kick you out of here every now and then and do Girl Talk and maybe with new other different guests. We've kind of gone back and forth with how we want to do guests on this podcast. I feel like sometimes we want more and sometimes we like to just do it with us. But when we have episodes like that, it's really nice because people just get like a different perspective Mm -hmm. on things. And those are some of the things that like, yeah, of course, I would talk about that with you. But also it's nice to just have just friends and girls on. And because I think most of our listeners are girls anyway. Yeah, definitely. Actually, so Julie and I have like this running sheet of all our different episode ideas and different things. And with the girl talk episode last week, I don't even know if you saw I put it in there. I put in like a questions for Pat episode, which yeah, I think I would be kind of interesting because it is definitely primarily a a female audience. But I think there are questions for like me that with a guy's perspective can be. Yeah. Haven't could we be an interesting before? I think we, we might did have. it. We could do another. No, I think we did it when, when Viv was still on and like really yeah. early on. Yeah, you guys did questions for me, but I think yeah. it would be an, an, another good episode to do. Yeah. Well, what's new in our life? What's new? The only thing when I think about what's new in our life right now, I'm thinking about shows that we've watched. That's mm-hmm. all I can think of because nothing is really new. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of things we're doing and kind of working on, hoping to get some like moving parts on some things, but like nothing is. Nothing is concrete right now. Yeah. So I don't want to just, I don't know. Yeah. You'll hear if some if we have any updates. Just in life or anything. Yeah. You know? I think what Julia is really trying to talk about is our living situation, which, you know, we talk a lot about on here. You see it all over all of our social channels. Um, but we have no update on yeah. it. We have 
things that we're excited about opportunities and yeah. things, but nothing new. Nothing yet. So, um, um, yeah, we've been watching. Okay, well, we actually finished The Patient. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a spoiler alert if you have not watched. Mm-hmm. We're just going to get into it a little bit because we finished it. So if you don't want to hear any spoilers, skip over the next like minute. Yeah. Um, But it was a weird show. It was like about this guy who Steve Carell. Steve Carell and he's a therapist and his patient basically kidnaps him and brings him to his house because he's like a serial killer and he wants he wants him to help him stop killing people. Yeah. And it's just like a wild show. There's a lot that happens, but basically in the end, he ends up killing his therapist, Steve Carell. And at first I was like, oh, I wish it didn't end like that. But I think there were a lot of like realizations to why that happened. It was yeah. just a good, it's a good show. It's dark. It's very dark. So if you don't like anything, it's not like gory or anything. I mean, I guess there's maybe a little bit. A but little bit. It was good. It was just a different kind of show, but we really liked it. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. We both really liked it. It's it's a new type of character for Steve Carell. I mean, when I watch Steve Carell, all I can think about is The Office and like kind of his funnier side. Yeah. This show has absolutely zero humor to it. Yeah. It's not funny. Um, it was definitely not the ending we thought it was going to be. We thought, I, I think maybe like there were two episodes left and Julie was like, what do you think's going to happen? And my whole prediction was like, Steve Carell is going to find a way out. He's going to get out and whatever. Yeah. And yeah. Spoiler. I mean, that's not what happens. No, but you can still watch it even if you just found that out. And it's just like, if he had lived, it would be like all the happy ending everybody wanted. Yeah. And it's kind of a, a realization of like just real, not real normal people, but just. Yeah. I think it's. I don't know if it's a thriller. It's like a mental thriller. in Which is the worst kind. Yeah, because I think the whole movie is filmed in like three different locations. Yeah. Like it's all in the the basement of yeah. the house where Steve Carell is chained. And like, and like the patient's mom is like kind of in on it because she doesn't want to turn her son in for like killing all these people. She wants him to get help and he wants to yeah. get help, but he like can't stop. It's kind of, it's really fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one we watched. Um on the complete opposite of that, we are loyal to our Bachelor um, Mondays and bachelor Tuesdays. Paradise. I don't and know then, if it's on tonight. I think, why not? Well, at the end of last night, it was like, next Monday. Oh, maybe not. But then it said next Monday and Tuesday. So I'm like, Probably oh, because of election night would be my guess. Oh. But yeah, our Bachelor Monday and Tuesday, and then Kardashian Thursday night. I also watched, um, I finished, oh no, there's another episode, I think. Of what? The a friend of the family, a friend mm. of the family. That's oh yeah. On Hulu. True story. Yeah. So, um, also watching that, and then I just got a recommendation for another one. What was the other one? I saw it on Mika's story, and I screenshot it because she was like, "I just got fifty like, um, from scratch on Netflix." She said, "I got fifty recs for from scratch." Sounds like a cooking show. I could like that. From scratch on Netflix. I don't know. I, don't, I doubt it's a cooking show. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, the one that Julie was just talking about, the friend of a neighbor. A friend of a family. Friend of a family. Who's the neighbor? The um, actor in that is honestly like he deserves an award. He's really he's good. So he good. plays the part so well. He's in White Lotus too. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, 
Which, you only watched well, a few episodes. Yeah, watch. I actually really liked it. The problem yeah. is, Julie and I watch at different paces. I binge. Julia binges, and I. What was it? <laughs> Sunday? Or was it yesterday? I forget. No. One of these days, I was like, I need to go do something. Yeah, so I think so. I went. Oh, I went and played basketball, while Julia just sat and I finished. Yeah, the, kept watching. I mean, I think there's more, but yeah, uh, it's good. It's a true story, based on a true story. So it's kind of weird. It's like. I don't want to explain it because yeah. we've done a lot of TV. But yeah. the the other thing, other than TV, I mean, we've been reading more. We're maybe yeah. not more, but reading a lot. I know you read through read. the most recent yeah. Colleen Hoover. I think you it starts with us. I finished that book. You guys go read it ends with us if you haven't, and then read it starts with us. They're really good, and it's like the happy ending you want. It's just like it's a wholesome book. She's amazing, obviously. So I think I gave it like an eight out of ten. Yeah, good. good. Yeah, the. Julia reads that, those types of books. I read the nonfiction, kind of like the, I, I don't know what to call it. I always call it like self-help it books. It is. But I would say that. I feel like self-help makes it sound like. Well, maybe that's not the right term. Yeah, I don't know what like the right the category. Term is. Yeah, it's like the self-help. Self-improvement. Self-improvement, growth. Yeah. So the, the one I'm reading right now is called um, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years by Donald Miller. And I actually really like it. Yeah, you kind of zoomed by this one, and I was, and you haven't done that in a while with a book. Yeah, the um, so this book it's all about um, like how to live your life and how to think about living your life from a very like philo- philosophical um, perspective. Donald Miller, he's actually an author I've read before. He's uh, popular in business, like marketing and branding. Um, but in this book, he talks about like you live your life or you should live your life like you're telling a good story. And he talks through like the points of what makes a good story. You know, there's a character who has challenges, overcomes and, you know, a- ends up in a position where they ultimately want to get to. And he talks about it from first per- person like perspective and his life, he wrote another book where he was New York Times bestseller. He hit the, like, what he thought was the climax of his life. He's like, I've made it. I've done it. And he's like, after, like, we did our tour for that, we, he got back home and he was like, well, now what do I do? I'm bored. And so he started doing things to, to re- like, re-spark his life and start living it the way he wanted. And um, yeah. I don't know, he, he ends up, like, going to Peru with a girl and biking across the country and like all, all these things that are just like once in a lifetime type experiences. And yeah, I don't know. It, I think about it a lot from, I don't want to say like a midlife crisis, but I'm 34 and like life big picture means a lot to me. So I'm like, well, what are these things that I can be doing or trying to, mm-hmm. you know, make my life more exciting? Yeah. I think for me with the book and um, like the biggest takeaway for me is about like living intentionally and like, yeah, the book talks about it from like a high level, like live your story, like, you know, live like you're the main character in a movie. And like, I I think that is all like really good and great and like a cool frame of thought. But the most important like takeaway, I think, is like how to live your life uh, intentionally. Um, I think so much of my life, I was 
going through the motions or so much of so many so many people's lives like you're just going through the motions trying to get to the next day trying to get to all right i just got to get through the holidays okay i just got to get to this so like that and the book makes me think like okay what are the things i actually want to do what are the things i want to accomplish in my life and like i don't know, start thinking about steps or I feel like we talk about it a lot too because it is so hard to like continually live your it shouldn't be hard but it's like why is it so hard to live your life every day and not be like okay let's just get through today all right let's just get through the next few days Mm -hmm. and I remember when my mom um she's talked about like when she was raising us and she does she has said that she's felt like a lot of it was really hard because you know she was helping us and my dad was working and she just had like her mind was just like, okay, I just have to get through this. Like I have to get through these days. I have to get the kids here. I have to get the kids here. Yeah. And I don't think it's like a regret. I don't think that she didn't enjoy it, but I think it's like would have been maybe a different mindset if she was able to be like, this is going to go by so quickly and I need to like enjoy these moments. And I'm not just talking about her, but just anybody in life that we always, we are always trying to get to the next thing. But then like, I also feel like we do talk about how, grateful we are and how we need to be like this is the process of it and this is something we are supposed to enjoy otherwise like when you get to where you're going to get to what was the point and what's the big like mm-hmm. aha moment if yeah you know you're not enjoying the process yeah yeah i i agree with you i think it's it, it is a lot about enjoying the process of what you're doing but making sure that like the process leads to where you want it to lead to not just like you know, oh, I went to college because I thought I was supposed to. Oh, I got a job because I thought I was supposed to. And like, yeah, college and jobs and early in career, a lot of it is like, you know, you're not in a position to like run a business. You're not in the position to do whatever. You're, you are a little bit of like, or you're feeling like you're, you know, a cog in a wheel, but you are in control. You are able to make decisions for your life and a, like with your life of, okay, yes, I do need to work hard at my nine to five, but uh, a goal of mine is to, I don't know, ride my bike 50 miles. So how do I start doing that? Like that's something that I want to try and do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just think it's it's hard to like, be always thinking like that and i also think that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be so thoughtful and mindful of trying Mm -hmm. to enjoy the process when like people are like how can i be in the moment and it's like well if you're not thinking about being in the moment and you just are then you are in the moment and we put this like this huge pressure on like actually feeling being in the moment and there's no feeling of that like there's no like oh i'm in the moment right now it's like if you're not thinking about it and you're having a good time and it went by so fast because you were having so much fun that's being in the moment yeah yeah the whole like live in the moment i don't i don't know if that's like a new thing i don't know it's not a new thing no not like um like i wonder if our parents always talked about that i don't think so yeah. I think it's an R generation. Yeah, like an R generation. That's what I mean when it's I say like a new thing. And yeah, it, it's a balance. There are times of living in the moment and being present, but also thinking and planning and worrying about the future. Well, I think that ties into like our our main point or our main conversation on this episode talking about um 
like eating and health and fitness and just kind of, you know, we'll, we'll talk about kind of how we think about it, some of our routines and habits. And, and then we did the question box and a lot of people wrote in really good questions or thoughts about it. Yeah. I think today's episode mainly we wanted to talk about like, just like this gets controversial because we want to talk about like how we think of being healthy, what are, and I don't want to say eating habits, but this has nothing to do with like what's good and what's bad because yeah. everybody's different. And also we're not doctors and we don't know, but it's just kind of like our tips, our thoughts. And then, yeah, we had you guys write in some questions just about like fitness, health, like any of that stuff, like whether it's mental or physical, because we just feel like we can share are things that we think we're good at and things that we're not good at Mm -hmm. um, because there's obviously both. Yeah. So So I think for me, like the starting point for this whole conversation is, and like when I say the whole conversation, I don't mean like you and I right now. I think for me, when I say the whole conversation, it's about like the conversation you have with yourself around why do I care about health and fitness and what I put my body in. And for me, I think of it as confidence. I And when I feel confident, I feel my best and I want to be at my best as much as I possibly can. Yeah. So therefore, I need to do the things that make me feel confident. Mm-hmm. And my version of confidence is different than your version of confident and which is different than everybody's version of confidence yeah which and that's, actually is like hard to understand yeah and we've talked about it before because like this is like people will see somebody who let's just say somebody's like super overweight mm-hmm. and somebody who's not may look at them and be like oh my gosh they're so unhealthy yeah and then that isn't maybe not be the case might not be the case and also like that's them projecting like they're not confident they're not happy when like that is also just not true yeah well i think even the term you used like overweight like that is our like it implies like wrong right Mm -hmm. overweight right when it's just that person's weight yeah but that term means something different i feel like I, I I think it does how we use it. But I'm saying, like you saying, you look at somebody and you're like, oh, you're overweight. When that person might be like, no, my weight is actually what I want to be and I'm perfect. And the the projection of over is like, I think what I'm talking about, like that person who, and you could be absolutely right. That person might be like, yeah, I'm overweight. I would like to lose because I want to feel better and I want to like, they are hopefully working towards their point of confidence. Yeah. And that that for them, that might not be in their weight or it might not be, you know, anything related to that. Yeah. Um. But what you're saying is absolutely right of people define it differently. People are... And I think this is like a relatively new conversation. I mean, just, you know, the the one that comes to mind for me is Lizzo Mm -hmm. and how she has been a huge proponent of like owning her body, owning her um, confidence, like showing her off. Like, you know, she she is we should all strive to have 
Lizzo's level of confidence. How do you describe how confidence or what people think confidence is? How would I describe? Well, for me, confidence is like it's a inward trait, right? Like it's how you see yourself and that's where it starts. Confidence like starts looking in the mirror or like how you feel and then that enables you to project a different person Mm -hmm. outwardly facing. Yeah. So as long as you can look in a mirror and you're like, damn, I feel confident or like not not necessarily look in a mirror, but you're like, okay, I feel good. I feel confident. I feel like I am who I am and I am who I'm supposed to be. Then, um, yeah. then that, like for me, that's confidence. Yeah. I think we can go over maybe some like, we can, I mean, we don't have to do like fitness versus health or all these things, no. but maybe we can just I, go over things that like we do or don't do anymore because of how it makes us feel. Yeah. I think, and you know, the, two podcasts or two guys that I listen to are Ed Milet and Tony Robbins. And I was actually listening to them on a podcast together. Um, and Tony Robbins, he's a, I think he's like 60 something. Really? Yeah. Wow. He, um, he's huge too. Like he's six, six, a big man. And his whole thing is every time I'm feeling a certain way, like not feeling myself, not feeling, exactly right he's like i go for a sprint and he's 62 yeah he's 62 and i think he has a two-year-old daughter 62 a two-year-old daughter i think so um Mm -hmm. but he's like i go for a sprint and for me like that's a point of like how he uses to move his body to help reframe what's going on in his head and for me, that's how I think about like my physical fitness. I am somebody who I love going to the gym. If you see me at the gym, I'm not like the big, you know, meathead, muscly guy in the rack moving 500 pounds. I'm probably on the treadmill or probably doing some small dumbbells. But going to the gym and physical activity helps me with my like mental health and confidence so much. Well, I feel like people always talk about like just working out and it's not even about like you shouldn't really be going to the gym to be like, okay, I need to lose this weight or I need to I need to like run so much that I feel like I it was worth it and all and whatever. And I think a lot of people need to maybe just go because it makes you feel so good. Like you will never regret working out Mm -hmm. no matter what you do. Every single time I guarantee you'll be like, oh, I feel better. Yeah. And it can start small. And I feel like that's something that, you know, yeah, I do work out so that I can look in the mirror and be like, oh, I feel really good. There's also that is uh, to me now is like. I would say like maybe 20% of what makes me feel good. There's mm-hmm. so many other things yeah. and I'll talk about them. But like that is not the main part. And it used to be. It used to be like, okay, if I work out, I can eat literally whatever I want. It doesn't matter. If I work out, I can drink as much as I want. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, you know, all that stuff. And I'd be like, because I'm working out while I'm being active. And it's like, that is not everything to me. Yeah. It might be to some people. But I also think it is for me like a way of like, moving my body in general just makes me feel good and it's on top of all the other things that I'm doing now that make me feel better. Yeah. Well, I think that's a important part of like us as a couple and something that we have 
continued to make like a a intentional place in our relationship for of doing the things that like make us feel good and make us feel better yeah and part of that is yeah like the physical activity i mean you know it i'm going to the gym you're doing your workout classes or if we're not doing them then we're like really intentionally going for an hour-long walk with willow yeah like just making sure that we're doing something because we have realized that when we are physically active we feel better yeah um i want to talk about like a few specific things um there's a lot of questions, but maybe I can just, I just have one relates to some of the questions, but mm -hmm. the first, also the first thing for me that I've just realized over the years of drinking my face off mm -hmm. in college, all of these things being so hungover, anxiety, 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 alcohol, I feel like at this point I can be like I don't really drink at all and for some reason like me saying that is like a fearful thing because I used to drink for like socially like I used to yeah. drink for fun I used to get drunk I used to enjoy it I used to go out I used to stay up late all of these things and over the past few years it's been a joke in my family and in my friends about how I don't like to stay up late and I don't and not a joke about how I don't like to drink but it is a social thing and if you are surrounded by people who do socially drink it's like and then all of a sudden you kind of stop doing that people are they give me and do give other people like guilt and it's mm -hmm. like there's so much guilt around drinking and it's something i'm trying to like still i guess get used to and just like and just like be okay with it and be able to like accept the fact that i don't like it yeah i will i still like wine i still will have a glass of wine or whatever um, but I think to get to this point where I am now, if I look at actually like how much I've drank in the last few years, it's like, I really just don't drink. Mm -hmm. I don't drink anymore. And like just saying that kind of sounds weird to me because I feel like this guilt around it. But alcohol has given me so many more, just way more bad outcomes than it has good mm -hmm. and nothing like crazy. It's just mostly about how I feel. And like, yeah, I have had anxiety my entire life and we've talked about that but after being in high school and college and drinking a lot then i finally just realized that like it just makes me feel so bad and it's just not worth it at all to me yeah. um and like i'm almost afraid of like a night out and what it would do to me the next day or two like i feel like i'm afraid of like how i would feel not just being hungover, but like my mental state my anxiety all the things it just triggers that part of me like I feel like more than the average person. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's just something that I've done to make me feel better physically and mentally. It's just like, I don't want to do it anymore. Like I enjoy a glass of wine. I'll have a few drinks if I'm out, but I know, I know my limit and I know like exactly when to stop because it just will be so not worth it. I will be regretting my entire life the next day. Like it's yeah. just not worth it at all. Um. So that's yeah. something that just made me feel a lot healthier, like a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. I think the alcohol conversation is an important one. We can have a whole episode on it. Yeah. Um, I'll teach you my favorite cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> How to make the um, best drinks, which is stuff I still like to do. Like, yeah. I love a good cocktail. Yeah, you like to make them. Yeah. I just like to drink them. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think the point you bring up is a really good one. It's a really like intentional one. It is one where you were doing something 
realized it had a negative impact on your your mental health and your life ultimately. So you took steps to intentionally cut it out. I don't even and, know if it was so intentional in the beginning. Well, I don't know if it was, but once you're like, you go from like drinking a lot in college to like, you know, a, a little bit more or a little bit less after college, then you're like, that's like when you start to explore like, oh, I actually don't need to drink alcohol to have fun or, oh, I, I actually feel a lot better when I don't drink and like physically, but also mentally. And I think what you're saying is like exactly the right process and like exactly the right conversation of not only alcohol, but like, like certain foods, how much you eat, um, like work out, how much you work out, like, what do you do? Like, what are the things that you, you meaning anybody do that make you feel like shit? How can you start to cut some of those things out so you can feel better and like reshape, um, I don't, I don't want to say like your life, but like kind of. just just reshaping how you can feel better more of the time. And I'll give you an, a funny example. It's funny. The other night, Julia and I went out with my parents for dinner. And my dad, God bless him, he is 70. He's, I wouldn't say he's like fat. Like you wouldn't walk up to him and be like, he would tell you he's <laughs> fat because he knows he's like, I'm the heaviest I've ever been. But he, he's got a belly, but this guy just loves to eat. Just loves it. And he has the least sophisticated palate ever. <laughs> and like we'll go to we went to this restaurant and they brought out bread and muffins. And I he's swear so the excited. muffins were two days old. Yeah. Not but good. he eats a muffin, puts butter on it, and tells and it was just the four of us, tells us all how good the muffins are. <laughs> it's so And then sweet. we get an appetizer. And then he gets his salad. And then he gets his meal. The Literally, the meal gets put on his plate. And he's like, I'm full already. But I know I'm about to eat this entire plate. And he's like 10 out of 10 to every meal. you know. Every meal, 10 out of 10. And he's so happy <laughs> that it's like, if you're so happy, keep doing it. But we finish eating. And he's like, oh, man, I don't feel good. <laughs> and he's like, I've started to notice that. Every time I overeat, I don't feel good. Yeah. I'm like, well, dad. That's a good realization. That is like groundbreaking to you because one, I've never heard you say anything bad about food. And two, if that's how you feel, you feel crappy, like just don't eat so much. Yeah. It'll help you appreciate what you do eat. Yeah. You'll feel better. Well, Seems I think simple. that kind of is like my point too of like with the alcohol, like for me, but for anyone who there's things in, in your life that you probably don't even realize are affecting you in a lot of bad ways. And I feel like it took me years to realize how bad alcohol was for me. And I'm like not kidding when I say I could have a hangover for an entire week. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that and not from that much, not from over drinking, just from alcohol in my body. So I feel like there's a lot of things that you can like look into yourself and be like, what are the things I'm doing that are affecting me mentally? Even if it only feels like a short period of time, it could be affecting you a lot longer. And like for me, that was alcohol. So that's just like one thing. Yeah. Um. And I, that is something that is a little bit different for you and I, because I am somebody who, like, I get hungover, but it's like a physical hangover. I don't get as, yeah, mental. like, mental health, uh, mental, mental. I don't get as mental don't about mental it. Don't have mental illness. And a, I just burped. Another okay. difference is 
I didn't start drinking until I was 21. Yeah. So this guy. It wasn't like it was like a, I don't know, when you talk about it, you were like, yeah, I was drinking so early and drinking so much. So I like ran through it pretty quick. And then, you know, you get into your mid to late 20s and you're like. drinking until he was 21. Well, right before 21. God bless. Yeah. So. I think we should answer some. Yeah. Let's answer some cues. Okay. Health and all the stuff. The first one is bloating tips. And I feel like I have the best one for this. Okay. Well, I've dealt with bloating my entire life until this year. And I'm telling you, this year I have felt so good. Like 90% of the time when I was bloated, probably 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. And this is going to sound like something you don't want to hear. But for me, it was drinking water. And let's just get granular about this. I think because I'm drinking more water, I'm going to the bathroom a lot more. And I used to be like so bloated all the time. And for me, it was like, well, you poop once a week. Mm -hmm. And that was like my normal. And I just didn't understand. So when I went on my water drinking journey that I started probably last year, I feel like I talked about it a lot. Um, I am still on that. And I actually just feel like, I mean, of course, sometimes I still get bloated, but that has been like my biggest, biggest change. And that has left me feeling like amazing. I feel like people underestimate drinking water. And of course, I did that my entire life, like literally my entire life. I didn't drink like a sip of, I would go like a week without having a sip of water. Yeah. Which is just so bad. Yeah. That was a change for us. I don't know when we did that. We were like, I don't let's know. just both Everybody get was water just, bottles. It was also about Everybody drinking. was doing it. Because I was like, why am I having a glass of wine and getting a headache immediately? And then mm-hmm. my, I feel like a few of my friends and my brother were like, well, you're not drinking any water. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then I just was like, all right, let's just test this out. And it yeah. ge- like genuinely immediately was like, oh, I feel amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was a quick transition. And I think when we say like drink water, people are like, oh, yeah, I have a glass with breakfast and then, you know, lunch and dinner. No. I think what we are doing is like we have our water bottles with us 24 7. Some people are and, so good at this in general. But. Yeah. Some people, and I think a lot of people like track it like exactly. I think for us, it's like try, when you wake but... up, like fill your water bottle, drink it get it done fill it again drink it get it like it's so funny because i see all of these i don't know i'm i'm more into like the holistic health thing now and you know my mom's been like this for a while but i see and not to get like political but i see all these commercials about obviously like medication all this stuff to like fix the problems and Mm -hmm. so many of them i'm like well water fixed that for me why are we talking about that just drink more fucking water like that fixed so much for me yeah um, and of course there's all like, well, if you feel constipated, take this. Well, if like thick don't, you know, and it's just like, there's so yeah. many water has just been like a huge thing for like, you know, I'm doing so many more things because I feel better because of just drinking water, which is just so simple. And not to mention like water, I hate it. Like it doesn't taste good to me. I don't like it. I don't really put anything in it. Sometimes I'll put lemon in it, but, um, I do like force myself to drink it in a way i've been doing that is i drink it like more room temperature i can't drink it cold and i think yeah i used to think that like ice cold water was the way to do it but just a good tip i don't know yeah yeah i think definitely and get a water bottle fill it up drink it like that's a good good starting point for a lot of the yeah things so this one's when do you feel peak healthy and i feel like we could kind of go through just like a routine of Mm -hmm. when i do we can both do it. Yeah. It might be similar. Um, 
a huge another huge thing of feeling like my best so like when I was traveling I was in Italy with Dolce Vita and my anxiety was so high and I haven't really talked about it a lot yet maybe I will but it was just so bad and for so many different reasons you know travel just kind of offs your body anyway it's just like you're not feeling great so as soon as I got home I was like okay I take supplements and I can and there's another question about that but that helps like regulate my body so I get home I'm taking those again a few days go by I'm back to being like regular I'm drinking water I'm not bloated anymore I'm not as anxious as I was I'm getting my eight hours of sleep and I truly like am getting like eight hours of sleep every single night we go to bed at the same time yeah. we're in bed at eight thirty. honestly sleep by 10 awake by 7 and the consistency of that is so like this sounds so dumb but like it is so helpful mm-hmm. i wake up feeling refreshed we go do our day we eat healthy and we can talk more about like what eating healthy means and i don't drink any alcohol and I've been working out and it's not like intense workouts, but like routine for me is when I feel my peak healthy-ist, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's a lot of the same. It is all around like a consistent routine. It is, you know, like Julia said, we're, we're kind of sleep snobs. We are. We like going to bed early. We like waking up early. We like feeling good is the yeah. end of, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's sleeping and like eating what we're putting in our body like are we drinking enough water um and like moving our body right Mm -hmm. and you know that that is like an everyday kind of like non-negotiable like thing we just always do it and sometimes like yeah it's going for a walk with willow but being intentional about it um sometimes like the feel like it gets boring and like there are weeks where we feel amazing and then you're like all right i kind of I need to go off a bender or something yeah. like you know it's it's yeah. about balance but for the majority like feeling your best is because of all the things that we do that might seem like boring or whatever to some people but it's like i like feeling good because i can't function if i don't yeah and i think it's also a little bit of like this stage we are at with our lives where we are we're able to we're able to but we're also um like our social lives are probably like a three out of 10 right now (laughs) because we are at a point where we are focused on like business. We're focused professionally. We're like, okay, if we want to be able to work our best tomorrow, then we need to make sure we take care of ourselves today. And that is like our routine. That's our focus there. So tomorrow we can wake up, you know, do the things that we're excited to work on, you know, and like, that is um, because we have said, look, these next few years, like it's about work and it's about business. Tips on eating healthy with a partner who isn't focused on healthy or whole foods. The same person also right ways to save money, but still eat healthy. Yeah. Um, you can go. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, I think we have that uh, that. Uh, dynamic a little bit Mm -hmm. where and I think this ties to a little bit of like the mental health aspect of eating for us because when you don't eat healthy you are more in your head about it and when I don't eat healthy I am more just in the bathroom about it and um, so 
for example, like if I go grocery shopping, if I used to get something, like I would say not even anything like that terrible, but if I would bring it home, Julia would eat it and then she would get mad at me for buying it at the grocery store. Yeah. And I was like, well, I didn't put it in your mouth. Like maybe I brought it home and I'm fine with me eating it. You're not fine with you eating it. So like, and that was like, that was the case for a while. Or we would go out and eat and I would be like, I'm going to order mozzarella sticks. And if they're on the table, Julia's going to eat one. I'm eating them. But if they're not on the table, then you're not going to eat yes. them. So there was a little bit. And I feel like we've actually gotten a lot better at that. And yeah. like. I feel like the maybe this is toxic. But for me, I need to like deserve it. And like that is probably awful. Yeah, that's toxic. Um, <laughs> because you do deserve it. And well, there's sometimes where I'm like, I'm just going to eat what I want. But it's because I have felt so like good for the past few weeks. And I, yeah. Yeah. And, but I think back to the question, it's like, how do you do it? How do like you maintain like the healthy habits when your partner or spouse doesn't like you got to focus on yourself first off, like block out whatever your partner or spouse is doing, do what you got to do. And if you are, Hey, we're making dinner tonight, your partner's making it and he's going to make, you know, bacon cheeseburgers and blah 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 and you're like no that's not for me i'm gonna make my own meal over here like you can have that like handle yourself first and i think probably just by um avoiding confrontation and whatever like i think your partner or spouse will come around like lead the way with where you want to go and like make them get on the boat with you yeah, I agree because I also think like it is hard to you're basically living two different lives if you're not on the same page with like wanting to be healthy and eat. And I think that can cause a lot of problems if you can't like compromise on things or just understand that like, hey, I would love to like because sometimes I'm like, listen, I want to live this type of healthy lifestyle. I need you to be on board with me because it's going to be really hard for me to do it by myself if we do all these things together. Mm -hmm. So I think it is about just like talking to your partner and being like, can we compromise? Can we work on this together? Otherwise, you're not growing together, too. And it's like that just causes more issues. Yeah. So. And I think one, like, maybe practical thing to do is, like, start cooking together. Make cooking, like, a thing. Don't just be like, um, hey, I'm going to throw these in the microwave. Or, hey, I'm going to pick these up. Like, when you're taking, I think, like, some of those, like, that those routes on it, like, one person eating unhealthy and one person eating healthy is like a little easier. But if you're like, hey, let's cook dinner tonight. Okay, what do you want to make? Um, then you can kind of like jointly com combine a, a meal yeah. that is like more healthy towards like what you want mm -hmm. and, you know, what whatever. Like the experience of doing it together, I think, is going to be a better outcome. So this is a lot of people are asking about intermittent fasting or to eat breakfast or not. Um, hmm. I actually used to intermittent fasting a lot and now we eat three meals a day yeah. and we do eat breakfast and I feel I've felt the best doing that. Also starving right now because yeah. I haven't eaten. I think this like this question just takes me back to kind of how we started talking about like this topic. So yeah, I follow some like health and fitness gurus that are like intermittent fasting. Like I only have black coffee. I don't eat before noon. And like, yeah, those are the guys who are like, you know, 
one percent body fat, all muscle, all running marathons backwards and stuff. And for them, what they're trying to accomplish, like that could be a great answer for them. And I think for them, their confidence comes from like who they are when I look at them. Like it, it's a um like that's their version of their best self. For us, we love breakfast. Like it's probably my favorite meal of the day. And we feel like we feel better when we eat breakfast, eat lunch, and eat dinner. Therefore, we do it. Now, from like a registered dietitian, doctor, whoever point of view, can I tell you eating three meals a day is like the best thing? Like, no, I don't know that. Yeah, it's different but for everybody. But if you're somebody who's like, oh, I'm thinking about intermittent fasting, what should I do? Like, try it, right? Yeah. And if you feel better and you can do it, then keep doing it. I think the thing about intermittent fasting, though, is it's pretty simple in the sense that, like, your body is supposed to digest food and be without food before you eat again. And there's an, they're taking it to an extreme of, like, not eating for 20 hours at a time. Yeah. But, like, if I think about what we do, it's like we have dinner at, like, 6 o'clock and then we don't eat again until, like, 9.30 in the morning, which is already intermittent you know, fasting yeah. in a way. Like your body is supposed to digest, take a break, and then eat. It's just yeah. about like not consistently eating all day. Um, but no, we don't do that. Um, but it's something to like research. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's something to try if you're like contemplating, do it, try it, see if you feel better. If it helps you accomplish what you're trying to accomplish, then stick to it. Do you know what this is? Somebody no, wrote real thoughts of W-I-E-I-A-D videos. Good or toxic? Let me see. What I eat in a day. Oh, I should know that. Um, I think that they have gotten toxic over the years. Yeah. Um, because there is, I mean, it's a fact. Everybody's body's different. Everybody eats different. There is no video that you can watch to be like, I should do that exact same thing. Yeah. Um, so when people do it, I think there's probably good ways to do it. And just being like, this is what I eat, take take it for with a grain of salt. Like, yeah. maybe it's more about, like, getting good recipes from people or – because that's, like, what I get from it, too. It's like, oh, this person made, like, this a really cool, like, chia seed pudding. I'm like, I want to try that. Yeah. It's not really like, okay, I have to – like, you shouldn't be following what I eat in a day videos, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think they people are – get attached to that mm. person's body. Yeah. And they want to know what they eat. Yeah. I think they are – like, it's really cool content. It's really – like enables you to kind of like see inside, you know, a, a creator's world. I think of one that I loved. Um, so Kelsey, who was on last week's episode, Kelsey and her husband, Austin, did one. Mm -hmm. And it was just really like they like took us grocery and shopping they're foodies. and they they're love foodies. They love to eat. But they also both have like gorgeous bodies yeah, like her and him. But it, it wasn't for me. It wasn't like, oh, I want to eat like him to look like him. It was like, oh, that's how they cook that. Or like mm -hmm. it was interesting to see how they grocery shop and how they think about it. Not like, oh, I need to follow this so I can, you know, be exactly like him. Yeah. Um, okay. A lot of people are asking about supplements and talking about like different vitamins that are good. What would you recommend? Another thing that we can't really like tell you what to take but we can kind of go over what we take mm -hmm. um i actually just got blood work done and i'm working on myself so i got some blood work done therapy whole different subject 
but the blood work was for me to understand because we haven't eaten meat in a while and we're actually starting to like incorporate it again in our life but there was a lot of things because of my anxiety my doc and i see like an integrative medicine doctor and she was like let's just do blood work see and i ended up being like deficient in like vitamin d vitamin k um a few other things so i'm now taking i take magnesium every single day and that is for anxiety and to help you know go to the bathroom and then i also take a probiotic by i have like the ritual ones and i did take seed for a little while and then um the one there's one i take now by sakara it's just like a probiotic but there's like a lot out there and then now with other supplements i've been taking like vitamin d that has vitamin k in it somebody wrote in here um k2 vitamin for women and how it's very essential prevents osteoporosis so taking vitamin k and then what's the other one it's like a it's like a daily i think it might just be like a multivitamin yeah that i take um but those are like my daily supplements i feel like it would be easier to do like a video about it which i can do um and then there's yeah like the ritual and the seed are like really popular ones that people take because they have like different types like prenatal and like whatever type of life you're in there's a lot of different things you could be taking yeah um but yeah those are what i take i can't recommend specific vitamins for people because it's like i'm taking vitamin d because i'm lacking it yeah i'm taking vitamin b because i'm i don't have enough so those are to help like regulate my body again Mm -hmm. you kind of took the uh professional way to finding supplements i kind of took the unprofessional way to finding supplements i think realistically for me when i think about vitamins and supplements like it 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 needs to be integrated into like your whole big picture right so like julia and i don't eat meat therefore we're lacking in some some vitamins we you know go outside a lot so we aren't lacking in like vitamin d we like do certain things um with like what we eat and drink and lifestyle that it needs to all be integrated together for you. Like the blood work told you exactly what you were lacking in. For me, I, um, was just like researching, Googling around, um, just like best vitamins for men in their mid thirties. Um, so I, I'm taking like a, a fish oil, a ashwagandha. Uh, I think it's a vitamin B, but I'm not positive. And then like a multivitamin. Yeah. Um, and I I think, well, from like a mental point of view, I like when I take the vitamins because it's like, a, okay, this is like a little added and it gives me a little bit more, I think, peace of mind with like my diet and what I'm getting or not getting um, with what I'm eating. Yeah. But again, like Julia and I are not, you know, doctors, we can't say say, like like, getting blood work on is a good way to like figure out. There's also like a lot of different tests and we were listening to some podcasts and they were talking about the scan. Yeah. Like a head scan. And I was like, I want to get that done. Yeah. Um, You should get it done. We are kind of running out of time and I can't answer all of these. Maybe we can come back to it, but I feel like we can just kind of end on a lot of people are asking about, you know, they have low motivation to work out um, other than walk after my nine to five, how do I get motivation? People want to know about like what workouts we do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's just end on that. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so I am a wake up workout 
like first thing in the morning, I it's awesome for routine because nothing can get in the way of it other than a needy wife and annoying dog. Um, just kidding. But, I like morning workouts too. Yeah, like I get it done. Yeah. Like I, I'm usually up between six, six thirty, get up, go to the gym, um, get it done, back home before eight. And like I love that. That enables me to get it done to make sure I'm consistent with it. Um one uh book that I read called Atomic Habits. You guys have probably all heard of it. Hopefully you uh, read it. It's really good. Um, but the author talks about like the habit of going to the gym, like building the habit is more important than what you do at the gym. So he had a, a client who was wanted to lose a lot of weight. So he made the guy every morning wake up, drive to the gym, go inside the gym for five minutes and then come home and then go inside like next day, every single day. He did it for like a month. Just drive to the gym, go inside the gym for five minutes, and then you can go home because the guy had no motivation to go mm-hmm. work out. By the end of the month, going to the gym for five minutes had become a habit. So it was really easy for the guy. He's like, all right, now you're going to go to the gym, go inside for 20 minutes. He was like, all right, I'm in the gym. I guess I'm going to do something. Yeah. So he would just go on the treadmill for 20 minutes, go home. And then he was like, after I started doing that for another month, being in the gym for 20 minutes, he's like, I lost 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. So I saw progress. The progress motivated me to go more. So I would go back home. Ne- next month, I'd wake up, go to the gym for 30 minutes, get my full workout in and be done. And like, it was all about starting the habit of going. And I think people really want to be quick and they want quick results. Are you just leaving? They want quick results and it's more of the process and you can't expect everything to be like so quick. Yeah, but, it, it, yeah. it's not something that is like a, you know, going to the, the gym and finding that motivation is a long term play. It's something you want to do for the rest of your life. So yeah. finding a way that it fits into your life and, you know, prioritizing it. And also, I think like for me to have the morning routine starts the night before it starts the day before. I need to get in bed at 8.30 to make sure I'm up the next morning early, feeling good, ready to go. Yeah. I think somebody wrote in, we can just kind of end on this, but they wanted to remind everybody that it's all about balance and it's not healthy to like restrict yourself and mm-hmm. all foods you love have a negative relationship. Actually, all foods you love or just, you know, you don't want a negative, overly obsessive relationship with working out or food or with anything in life. Mm-hmm. So as us not being doctors or professionals in anything that's kind of how i want to end it because we can keep answering questions in another episode but um there's nothing that we do that is overly obsessive and i think it that's the healthiest way to like look at it but um yeah it's all about balance it's a big part of it so that being said that is the end of this episode because we actually are running out of time today. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Definitely leave us a review. If you've liked the past few episodes, we would absolutely appreciate that. And follow us on Love That For You Pod on Instagram because that is where we do some videos, updates, anything. Um, and yeah, that's it for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed. Let us know if you have any questions or thoughts. That's it. See you guys next week. Thank you, everybody. See ya. Bye.